0: your gut, trust it, and say, okay, this is the thing that feels right. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of the Small-Minded Podcast. In this episode, it's a little bit different than our usual approach. You're hearing a recording of a live presentation that I gave back in early April. In this episode, we discuss how I approach shifting in my business. I'll take you through the process I use to plan and then implement major or even some minor changes here at Molly Canute Media, and I'll walk you through what I mean by my big paper planning, my quarterly marketing systems, and just also I hope you take away the empowerment that there is when you make business decisions that just feel right to you, okay? I know that a lot of times we want to think through every little piece and really line out all of the costs associated with, whether it's time or financial investments, but one thing I want you to hear is that it's okay to trust yourself. It's okay to trust your gut, and not every decision you make is going to pencil out, as my friend Michelle says from Dirt Road Candle Co. In this episode, I want you to feel like you can also make shifts whether monumental or minute in your own business, using this process that I utilize here at MKM. And I wanna hear exactly how you're putting this process into play for your own business. So absolutely, after listening, screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, shoot me a DM, all of the things, because I want to see what you're doing too. Without further ado, let's dive into making a shift in your business hey everybody let's see okay looks like we are live hi everyone this is day two of two for trainings here on MKM it's been a long time since we've done these MKM lives but honestly I'm digging it I'm excited to get back in Um, okay so I'm making sure just double checking that we are in fact live awesome very good all right Welcome to Making a Shift in Your Business. So yesterday's MKM Live was all about what's working on social media, because I know you guys love coming here for social media and marketing advice. But there are some things, especially these days, that we have to take into account that marketing isn't always gonna just be the answer for. There are a lot of other aspects of our business that can really help us get to our goals, and marketing does definitely play a factor into that. But there are other areas as well where maybe we need to beef up our knowledge, like improve our understanding, hone our skills. And in, in a lot of these aspects, it's just making a slight shift or a major shift in our businesses. So in today's presentation, we are going to talk about how to make that shift, how to know which, right, or which step is right for you to take next. And yeah, we'll just dig in in a little bit. For those of you who are new here, or those of you who are watching, you can say hey, give me a little comment in the comments section so I can see who's watching. Throughout today's presentation, if you have questions or you want me to touch on anything or clarify something that I didn't explain fully, just drop it in the comments and then I'll be checking that throughout the presentation today and responding to anyone's messages that come in during the live. My name's Molly, for those of you who are new here. I am a business owner here in Cascade, Iowa, so a little teeny tiny town of about 2,500. I started my business, Molly Knuth Media, as a solo job back in 2017. And over the years, we have gone from just being social media marketing, like handling accounts on Facebook, to incorporating Instagram management, educational programs. We now offer graphic design, web design. We're adding SEO. We have virtual assistants. So over the years, We have made lots of shifts, some small, some major, and we've added people to our team. We are now up to eight people who work in a variety of formats. So definitely over the years, the past six years, we have made lots of shifts in our business. And this is kind of what I'm walking you through is what I've determined as I looked back. Like, how did I make those changes and what was my process? So that's what I'm going to share with you today. So I hope we've got Sandy on. Hi, Sandy. We've got Lana. Lena. She is here from Germany. So Lena, um, she's also been a guest on my podcast. Um, so if you want to hear a little bit more about Lena and small town life in Germany, go check that out. That's one of our, I think it was from like April or May of last year. All right. So let's dig in. All right. Making a shift in your business. So you guys probably know if you're here, you're business owners too. You know that doing business by yourself or even as like the CEO of a small team can sometimes be lonely. So much decision-making falls on your lap and you have to be the person who has a vision, knows where you wanna go. You're making all of those choices about what's your next purchase or your next investment. Should we bring a team member in? Should I outsource some aspect of the business? And a lot of times you can feel like you're doing this all by yourself. And for some people, they have big, huge visions. They want to like grow into companies that have lots of employers. Some people want to compete, but they just want to do it on their own terms. And they want to just like live a comfortable way for themselves. And so we all have different definitions of where we want our businesses to go. But when we are doing the thing, when we're in the moment, whether we're by ourselves or the CEO of a small team, it does just feel like you are doing so much and you don't know where to turn at times. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I'm always asking myself, oh my gosh, is this the next thing I need to do? I just made a a huge investment yesterday and I'll bring that up throughout this. We did like unexpectedly, there's this other opportunity that presented itself on Tuesday. And I'm like, is this the next right thing? I don't know. So I'm going through this process in real time, you guys. And I'll walk you through some of the more recent processes that I, or um, examples that I went through this process when just this year or in years past. But it just keeps coming back to the question that we ask ourselves, what is the next right move here? Because we know we can stay at this same level if we choose to. And my friend Janie Stahl, who is a CFO for hire, she has talked in the past before about how we will in business go through these times where we are like really, really exponentially growing. And then we'll plateau for a little while. And that's totally normal. But then inevitably, we come to another season in our business where we are growing again. And that could be growing in a lot of different ways. But when we are ready to grow or we have opportunities present themselves, we often ask, is this the right move for me? So what I do is my process is I go and I write it out. Now, for some of you, this might look like a journal. For some of you, this m- might look like just dropping some notes into your notes app. For others of you, maybe this could be like post-it notes. I've seen this process before where I just sit down and I'll like write down one idea on every post-it and then I can go sort them back out later. For me, what I tend to do, this is like my real-time process. I will go and like clean my house. I will put on some music and it's not even a, like a podcast. It has to be like music that I love that gets me fired up. Typically, it's, like, high school time music, so, like, 2000s era. And then I will, like, get some clarity and some distance from, like, active thought. I'll clean my mind up so it makes space for these other creative and innovative ideas to come in. And then while I'm doing that, I keep my big – I have, like, a giant – here it is. I have a post-it pad like this, like, on the other side of the computer – That you guys can't see, but that's where I go and I jot down all my ideas. And like I said, typically it comes to me when I'm cleaning the house, but this is when I jot down just anything that I'm thinking, and I just write it in stream of conscious fashion. And so I don't like filter anything that I'm thinking; I just write it down. And this might be the former like high school English language arts teacher in me, but. The best way to go about this is just letting their thoughts come out through your hand. Don't filter yourself. Don't like let your subconscious get in the way and say, oh, that's kind of a big idea, Molly. Maybe we shouldn't write that down. Just let it come. Because the best way to really suffocate your ideas is by thinking too much about what you're writing. And... It just like slows everything down so it eventually becomes a drip. But if you allow and you're like, I'm just going to write and write and write and you don't even filter or funnel or filter anything out, then it'll allow you to really get those ideas down. And then you can go through that editing and discernment phase afterwards. But right now when you're in this like write it out process, just get your ideas down on paper. They can be big ideas. They can be small ideas. They can be like way off the wall where you're like, I don't even know what this is. I can't make sense of it right now but write it down at the beginning of it was probably actually late 2021 early 2022 I was having these feelings in myself where I was like I just I can't describe like in good words what it was it was just like this feeling of something needs to change have you guys felt that way before it's like it just felt tight in my chest and I was like when I was at working and stuff and I was like, something needs to change here. Something needs to be different. I can't keep going on the way I am because things were great. We were making money. Like we had our, all of our team members were like, they had work to do. We had, were fulfilling client needs, but I was like, this can't go like that. We need to change something. And so I was just like in that idea phase where I'm like, okay, I'm just opening myself up to whatever's about to come. I cleaned my house. I turned on music. And then I had my big paper moment and I filled six sheets of big paper in one cleaning session. And some of the ideas made no sense. Some of them were just like random words like luxury, chocolate, caramel. Um, Some of them did make sense where I was thinking about ideas of like programs we could offer and ways I could bring in people that I know. And At the time, I was like, I don't know how any of this is going to come together. I just know that I need to get it out of my head so I can see it and then I can move it around. But in that process, it was documented, okay? And then in the months since, in the last three months, little bits and pieces of it have started to fall into place and really, like, define themselves. So if you've been a Molly Knuth Media follower for, like, the last four or five months, you've noticed that, like, last year at this time my feeds and all my branding was like black, white, light pink. When I started this like idea process in late 2021 and I was writing down like chocolate, luxury, I think leather's on there. I was like, okay, part of this is a brand shift. And so that's when I started, like this is super simple you guys, but that's when I, you started seeing a shift in my branding because I was like, I went from like this idea that we had before and part of this shift I was making was into more of a like, established teenage business and I felt like my colors needed to change to represent that. So some of those shifts were super small in just changing the colors of my branding. Some of those shifts have been really major actually and when I just looked over my big sheets last week to kind of see what those ideas were, remind myself of what I was thinking back in January. I'm like, oh wow, so many of these things have actually happened. They're coming together. A lot of them are in the programs that I'm going to be offering for April or in the changes that I've made for certain clients. And so having these write-it-out moments, these big paper moments, they help you take all of what's going on inside your entrepreneur head, your small business owner, CEO brain, and just get it out of your brain so you can look at it, work with it in the moment. But it's also super helpful so that months down the road, or even like weeks or years, depending on the time frame, you can look back and you can say, This was just an idea at that point. And wow, look at what we've done in the time since. So for me, I really recommend this write it out phase. It can feel super unnatural. And honestly, I'm a terrible journaler. Like there are so many entrepreneurs out there who are like, I start my morning with a cup of coffee in my journal, which is awesome. That works for them. That is not me. I can't stay consistent with that. But my process, those big paper moments, that's what works for me. So If you are looking at me like, Molly, this big paper moment, I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe for you, this could be journal. Maybe you're a great journaler. For you, it could be just getting it into your notes app on your phone. For you, maybe it's like talking into voice memo. But I challenge you to give yourself what we're going to call big paper moments, where you can get your ideas out and document them somewhere. Okay? The next phase of your shift in your business is to give yourself an honest analysis of your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats to your business. Now, if you are like a business, like MBA, or you like have some business school, like learning, this is often called a SWOT analysis. I didn't know that at the time, but this is like, I found this out last year. I was like, wow, this is actually what I do, but it has a fancy name. But I've never taken like business formal classes. So I didn't know that it was already like a thing. But if you are like me and you've never heard this before, it has a formal name, but you've probably, I would guess, gone through this same process. Where when you sit down and think about where your business is at today, you think about what are we doing well? What are those things that are successful? Where are those areas that I feel are just not jiving? Those areas where it seems like it's a real grind, where I have to get myself excited, I have to like motivate myself to show up and do it. Those are your weakness areas. Then we look at what are those areas of opportunities? Where could you possibly grow? So your strengths that are already working well, how can we scale that so that it can work even better? What are some of those things that are maybe like off the wall that you're like, this is just not what I'm doing right now, but it sounds so cool and it gives me life and excitement. Those are opportunities. And then what are those threats that could happen? So maybe like a threat for me, I feel like that I'm always identifying as a weakness and a threat is like, I just don't feel like I understand uh, business finance as well as I should. So I feel like that's a threat to me. But by documenting that, then I can work with it and know that there's ways I can like turn this from a threat into an opportunity or a strength. So be honest with yourself. I feel like doing a SWOT analysis is at its best when you are very curious and keep an open mind and you just get really, really honest about what are those things that you are doing well and those things that you're not. And now for some of us, that's going to be harder and easier in certain areas of this. Some of us could really like easily list off the strengths in our business and have a hard time finding weaknesses. Others of us, maybe we're a little bit harder and more self-conscious and we'll be able to list a million weaknesses and fewer strengths. But I want you, I challenge you to really get honest because all of us have strengths and weaknesses. All of us have opportunities to grow and threats out there and get clear and put it on paper. So maybe your big paper moment in the next week is just completing this SWOT analysis framework. And there are plenty, I just went to Google and I was like, okay, if I wanted some resources for how to perform a SWOT analysis, you guys can just go to Google. Um, I can drop this in the comments if you wanna access this yourself. But I thought this was a good resource. So, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. How to write one is right here. And then you can, it asks, walks you through even like questions that you can ask yourself to complete the strengths section, the weaknesses section, the opportunities, and the threats. But I just put like a big square on a piece of paper and then I work my way around. S-W-O-T. So like strengths for Molly Knuth Media at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, we've got a thriving social media business. Actually, I could write this in as we go through it. So for my strengths, I could say like, oh, we are full on social media management clients. Um lots of ideas I'm never at I'm I'm never at a loss for ideas of where we could go next Um, other strengths we've got a really great team of people that have different skills we have a pretty open communication policy that was something I was really focused on last year in 2021 one of my big weaknesses in 21 was like um, people in, on the team weren't exactly clear on how everybody's role fit together to offer really great client experiences. So last year, we really focused on communications. And so I feel like in 2022, that's something that has emerged as a strength. But it first took me identifying it as a weakness. And actually, my team identified it as a weakness and brought it to me. And then we worked on it consistently. So that's what I would put at the beginning of the year. Now, weaknesses at the beginning of the year. Were that we had a wait list. Now, some people might identify that as a strength. But for me, I, was, I really thought of that as a weakness because we weren't able to get to those people who wanted us. We weren't able to grow because we weren't able to serve more people at that point. So that was a weakness at that time. Um, <laughs> financial knowledge. I would have said like clear systems and processes were something that were really holding us back and inhibiting our team. All right, so that's strengths, weaknesses. Allison's here. Hey, Allison. All right, opportunities. So I'm a teacher, so that's an opportunity to have like more programs or education around here. Um, other opportunities, people who want on the team, more opportunities. And then threats to the business. And again, I had to get really clear with myself and really clear with where we were going. And I identified the biggest threat to the business as myself because I was taking on so much and making like so many things run through me for approval or for like emails or planning, everything ran through me. And so I was creating lag time. I was creating um, poorer customer experiences because it was taking me longer to respond to things. And so I was a huge threat to the business if we didn't make a change. And then you could always have competitors that were threats to the business too. Like if they came up with a brand new process or if they, um, I tend not to dwell on what competitors are doing too much. I like to know what's going on, but I'll just check in from time to time. So competitors could definitely be a threat. But getting honest and going through this process is super helpful for that CEO Or those of you who are solopreneurs and you're wondering where to go next. Because this can help you identify what needs the most work at this time. So rather than like seeing all of these shiny objects, which is, okay. And some of these terms are like so overused and cliche, like shiny object syndrome. But I don't have a better answer for it or a better word for it. Shiny object syndrome is like anytime something new that looks cool pops up, you're like, yes, I want that. Or yes, I want this. That emerges for me when I see like people I love and know and work with and trust come up with new programs. I'm like, I need that program. I need this uh, workshop. I need this training. So this can really help us eliminate that need of shiny object syndrome and just wanting to try all the new things and say, okay, I want to try this, but right now it's important for my business if I do this other thing. So for example, for me, how this has emerged in the last few months when I went through this. Knowing that these were some of the strengths we already had, these are the weaknesses and the threats that we were facing. I've been able to put together programs that are brand new. I've been able to bring on team members who can help us like serve our wait list. One of the big things that I just, like I said, yesterday I made a big decision and a big investment. I'm working with Jade Boyd, um, who if you guys know Jade, she's amazing. But at the end of April, she's going to come in and do a VIP day with me and my team. And she is going to help us get clearly documented systems and processes in place. So they're not waiting on me for stuff so that our systems are replicable. Oh, gosh, I hope I didn't lose this. Can you guys still see me? Give me a thumbs up. It looked like my internet flashed for a second. Give me a thumbs up if you guys can still see and hear me. Okay, is this work? Oh, okay. I got thumbs up. Thanks, guys. Sorry for that awkward pause, but I was like, everything's like flashed, and I was like, oh no, I lost the feed. Um, so when Jade comes in, I knew that this like, like sometimes when we are looking at investments, it's like, okay, this is super scary. I don't know if I, if that's going to be a smart investment for me. And like, there've been different things throughout this year. Even like, I worked with my coach, Allie Reeves, earlier this year, and her investment price really scared me, but also. I knew that if I wanted to get to a place where my big visions, like the ones that I wrote on my big paper moment, then I needed to get my head right. I needed to know what was, she helped me identify with her programs, like what were some of the things that are, how could I package up some of these offerings? So she helped me put more plans into place. And now I'm investing with Jade so she can help me streamline and organize. So my team knows what our roles are. So that if I can't be present for something, then they can just look at this document and know what happens next. And so that's going to eliminate, hopefully, me as being a threat, and I can move myself from threat into strength. Or it's going to eliminate a weakness, having clear systems and processes, to now having documented systems and processes. And rather than focus on like, just the investment in time or dollars, I can say, okay, this is going to get me to my big goals. This is going to help us take these weaknesses and make them into strengths. And it helps me feel better about the shift that I'm making in the business. So I would really recommend these two things having a write it out moment, get yourself into the zone. Like I said, for me, that's cleaning and turning on great music. And then going through this SWOT analysis process. So you're very honest about where your strengths and weaknesses are. Don't be too hard on yourself, like, really work on having strengths and having weaknesses. Um, And then get clear on what those opportunities are that present themselves to you, as well as some of those threats that could be existing for your business. School is in session, my friend. Business school, that is. At Molly Knuth Media, we offer our brand new business school mastermind for the small town female entrepreneur and small business owner, who is in years two through seven of her business. You know, she's started her business, she's established herself, but now she wants to grow. She wants to bring on team members. She wants to figure out her pricing. She wants to set boundaries around her time that she's available. She wants to know better marketing practices. She wants to connect with other women at this similar stage of business. And she's just ready to find that circle who can elevate her, her business, her brand, and create something that lasts. So what you get in this mastermind membership is a monthly guest professor on a focused topic. And it's not just me, you guys. It's going to be my friends and trusted professionals who are experts in their field and can help you get your goals. We also offer two monthly office hours calls, which is like a fancy way of saying a question and answer session with a service provider who is also one of my friends. They'll take your questions and they'll give advice in a specific business or personal topic, because we want to approach this from like a holistic standpoint of running a business. We'll also have a monthly hot seat session so that our members can sit down together, discuss something that's on their mind. We can tackle challenges. We can brainstorm ideas. But we're going to come together so that we can see one another's faces and we can really build relationships with the students in this mastermind. You'll also get access to our MKM video training library so you can find the trainings that you need the most and access to our business service provider directory. If you're interested in something like this for your business, please reach out. You can DM me at Molly Canuth Media on Instagram or shoot me an email at hello at mollyknuthmedia.com with the subject line MKM Business School. We will get you all the details about how to join, when to join, and If this is the right fit for you, but reach out if this sounds like something that is just resonating with where you're at in this season of business. And I'd love to walk by your side, introduce you to my besties, and help you get to that next level. MKM Business School Mastermind is where it's at. All right. Then we're going to talk about how do we actively get into this shift mode for our business. But I saw a comment come in. I want to address it. Um, Allison says, oh, let me see. I I can add this to the feed. Allison says, I feel this so much. I wanted to do a new workshop you were offering in April. Yay. I know the benefits are there because I've done your offerings in the past, but the time is off and it's on my radar next go around. Oh, awesome. Yes, yes. So I think this is super important to note as well. And now I'm like, how do I take this off the screen? Hold on, sit tight. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um, I, so I'm so glad you brought that up, Allison. When we have this shiny object syndrome, anytime someone that we know, love, trust to work with brings something up, we want to sign on for it, right? But 100%, there's times when the timing is just not there. We might need to invest in something else. Like we might have a coaching opportunity, but then we also need a new roof. That's practical, you guys. That's life. So you have to go with what feels the best. If the timing does not feel the best, then don't do it. I referred to working with my coach, Allie Reeves. So for, I worked with her in what is called her vibes program. And it was an intense five week walkthrough to get big results. And then I was also in her mastermind for three months. And then in late February, I was looking and running my numbers. And I was like, okay, I know that with the amount of money I invest in this mastermind every month, I get so much benefit from it. I'm, Working with her, she's a great coach. I know that I get my money back when I work with her because like the return on that investment is like two to five fold. I know that I'm meeting other women from across the country who I might not otherwise be introduced to, but I could take that same investment and I could roll it into paying one or two team members and then I could beef up these other areas of my business that are feeling weak right now. And when I go back to this SWAT. I could have continued to invest in myself and my mastermind education, which is 100% helpful. And what I learn will eventually trickle down to my team and to what I offer my clients. So it's beneficial on a variety of levels. But I knew that in order to get our wait list served, in order to get me as out of this threat zone, I needed to bring on team. And so At the end of February, I had that conversation with my coach and I was like the same thing that Allison said. I feel so much benefit from this program, but I know that the next right step is to pull myself out because if I really want to create something that lasts and I want to put myself in that CEO stage, which is another cliche term that I hate, CEO mindset, but it is a real thing. Um, If I want to move out of that and give my team more agency and more clarity around what they do then I need to invest in them. And so going through this process really helps you see those things. And rather than just sign up, because you like want to, and you like the opportunity is there, you're making really smart, informed decisions that will keep your business going. So 100% we'll love to have you guys in future programs, but if the timing's not right, then the timing's not right and it's okay. All right, so next up, when you are ready to shift, you need to pick what feels best to you. So I call this the shift model. After, like, like I was talking about my big picture moment, I was like, okay, one of the things I want to really hone in on is, like, how do we get results for our clients? How are we able to take people from where they are to where they want to be over and over and over again? And so what I figured out is that we use this, what I now call the shift model. I didn't know what I called it then. But... What we do is go through this process. So whatever you're gonna focus on, then you can put this shift model into place. So let's say for example, I'm going through my SWOT analysis as the Molly of January. So what I did was I had to select what was the thing that I wanted to work on that I felt like was gonna move my business forward in the best way, okay? And a lot of times for me, that's a gut feeling, okay? And there's a lot of, um, oh, and now I'm just gonna say there's a lot of research and evidence out there, but I don't have one that I can pull for you right now. Um, I think it's Adam Grant, but I'll go back and double check it. Adam Grant is a great person to listen to. He's got TED Talks, he's got a podcast, but he really digs into what makes workplaces successful and focuses on like leadership and growth, personal development, and so he talks about the the necessity to listen to your gut people discredit the gut feeling a lot but it does there is research around it that the gut feeling is right a lot of times so whatever you see on your list your brain might be saying okay practically maybe we should do this or your like heart might say i want to go after this thing your gut trust it and say okay this is the thing that feels right so pick one thing so the molly of january was looking at my options And at that point, I was like, I know I need to to move my business forward in the best way possible. I want to work with Allie Reeves in this program because she's going to help me identify what this can be. And what resulted from that was this shift model, you guys. So she helped me figure this out. So I knew that this is what I needed to do. So I selected the thing I wanted to work on was taking what we do for clients that was really abstract. We knew we got results, but we didn't know exactly what that process was that we could like really drill down and outline. So I selected that I wanted to clarify what that process was. Okay. So for you, select the one thing might be like, I really want to improve my branding. I really want to bring on a team member. I really want to invest in my financial knowledge. I really want to clean up my to-do list, but I don't know how. But pick the one thing that right now you know in your gut is what's going to move your business forward. Select it, pick it, announce it, and this is what you're going to focus on. There's also more information out there. Um, I think it's the book called The One Thing. Do I have that right? But it's all about like focusing your efforts towards this one big thing at a time. We can still be doing some of these regular daily to-dos, but the main mission, the main goal, we can get there faster if we just pick one thing to focus on moving forward. So for me, in January, my selection was this Vibes program where I was going to figure out what my process was. Okay, step two in this process. How do I heighten? Okay, sorry. There's like people out in my ditch, right? Uh, Workers. But I'm like, oh, they're gonna dig up our new driveway. (sighs) Okay, so heighten. How can I heighten the experience or how can I heighten awareness around what's going on? So for me, I heightened my awareness of this process by looking back, reading and digging into the data, documenting current clients that I was working through. And just really digging in and focusing on my awareness, heightening my awareness of what was happening. So an easier example of this might be um, if you have a new launch. too. Okay, so I'm going to break down what I did and then I'm going to like also give an example simultaneously. So maybe you have a new product coming out or a new offer in your business. Select what that is. Heightened for that instance might look like how do we build awareness around what that product or that service is. So that might be email marketing, that might be Facebook posts or ads, that might be creating a TikTok platform for the business. So that's how this can look different in different um, aspects too. All right, the third step of shift, S-H-I, see where we're going here? The third step is to identify what those steps are that will get you where you want to go. So basically developing an action plan. So for me, if we go back to that example about identifying the process that I walk clients through, I selected that that was going to be my focus. In the heightened phase, I was looking back at data, documenting as I was working clients through the process in real time. And then that's when I began to identify what those steps were. And I put them down on paper. And then when I was working with my clients in real time, I was testing this. I was working them through shift and using this language and this five-step process to help them get to their next goals. For that example of launching a new product or service, we selected the product or the service. We identified that heightening awareness for our audience would be a social media campaign combined with email. And then in Identify, that's where we can put together a content calendar and really write out what we're going to talk about each day of our launch strategy. That's where we can really get clear about how many emails we need to send or what that freebie needs to be to get people onto the email list. But Identify is really establishing those action steps and just getting a plan in place so that you can get to that big goal. So we selected. We heightened, figure out how to heighten awareness and understanding of what was going on. Identify is putting an action plan into place. F is follow through. So the plan that you identified, do it, okay? So we can come up with all of the content strategies in the world, but if we don't consistently execute on that plan, we're not gonna get to the results that we want. So F is for follow through, do the dang thing. So for me, again, when I was working through this process, I identified shift. Follow through for me was to actually like not just let shift exist in my office. Shift is sharing it. So right now, this is a follow through step as I'm sharing it with you guys. As I talk to my team about what we do going forward, we're going to follow the shift model, whether we're working with clients in social media or graphic design or web design. We're going to select, heighten, identify, and follow through. You guys can do this too. And it might be simple or it might be grandiose. So a simple, like we said, is a launch strategy, which which launch strategy is kind of um, not simple, I guess. But this would be following through and sending those emails, putting those posts together. Now, a simpler one might be like when I had my example of deciding that I wanted to change my brand colors. I had to select, okay, I'm going to change my brand colors so that they match how I feel in this phase of my business. Heighten, keeping tabs on what are those colors that make me feel like this fits? What are people responding to as I'm testing out different colors in my posts and branding currently? And then I identified the steps. Well, if I change my brand colors, that means I'm going to have to change it on Canva, on Facebook, on Instagram, in my emails business cards, and in my marketing going forward. And then follow through, I just made sure I implemented it and continued to implement it consistently. So something like that could be following the shift model all the way up to a launch strategy or developing new programming like we're doing with this today. So shift can look different depending on what your business's goals are. All of us have different business goals ranging from small to big, okay? but this is the model that I feel really encapsulates and gives you a framework around how to get from one place where you're at to where you want to go. And then T is transform. So as we follow through and we get all of those things done that were on our action plan in the identify phase, then we can start to see transformations happen. So for me, using this through line of putting together this container that like is the process that we follow. Now, my transformation is that when I talk to people and they ask me, well, what do you do? I say, well, I walk people through this process to help them get to their goals, whether it's in marketing or in business, we select what they want to do, we heighten awareness around it, we identify an action plan, we follow through and execute, and then we see the transformation that they have. So now I have verbiage around what we do instead of just being like, well, I don't know, I help people with graphic design, we do web design, (laughs) like Now I know what I'm saying and I know this is going to guide what we do as we bring in new people or add new programs here at MKM. Now if it's a launch phase around a new product or a service transform can look like seeing your sales, measuring reach on your posts, looking at those click-through rates on your emails. So those numbers and that data can be your transformation as well. But also sometimes the transformation happens here. So like when I think about where I was back in January and how I just felt like things couldn't go or keep going where they were. Now that I have this and I've been able to like say, okay, here's where we're going. Me as Molly, I did continue to go through like a lot of like changes as we were shifting people and putting team members into different places. And there was extra workload as I was developing new programs and offloading other things in my business to my team members. But now that we're through that, the transformation really feels complete. And I feel like, oh my gosh, I know where we're going. The vision is there. We are on the way. And I've really transformed as like how I see myself and my role in the business. So the transformation can happen in a lot of ways. Physical transformation where you have something to offer. You can look at your data and your numbers and see that transformation of like, increased sales or increased social media results, but the transformation can be internal too and in how we show up and feel about ourselves as the business owner and the CEO. So in order to execute this shift strategy, here are some of those requirements. And now rather than say you need tools like Asana or Dubsado or Flowdesk, I think what this process requires is a lot more internal as people. So what we need to do is be honest. We need to critically think about our businesses What's working, what's not? My friend Michelle at Dirt Road Candle Co. I was just talking to her yesterday and I was like, there's this opportunity that I told you guys about that has kind of presented itself earlier this week that I did not see coming. But I was like, just bouncing some ideas off of her. And she's like, Molly, sometimes it doesn't have to pencil out on paper to make sense. Sometimes it just feels right. And I think like having that honest feedback from her and that honesty and like thinking about what to do next, I'm like, okay, that's true. Like I could still apply like all of these principles that I just shared with you. And then I know I feel in my gut that it's right. But you have to be honest and say like, okay, as you go through this process, what is gonna, what is my strength? What is my weakness? How is this opportunity really going to help me make more strengths? Um, curiosity. Be open to new ideas, big chances, big results. Listen and learn alongside others. I really believe that um, when we choose to be business owners, we put so much pressure on ourselves, but having a circle or having people you can bounce ideas off of, like like my friend Michelle yesterday, and hearing them. I also like to be in like circles of female entrepreneurs because they will honestly give you how they walked through things or how they thought about a process or what they did in your situation. So be open to joining new groups, be open to taking risks and commit to listening and learning alongside others in community and then show up consistently. I know right now, um, one of the things I really want to achieve over the year is to like put myself so I can like be a business owner who is more at ease instead of last year, I felt like I was so chaotic and March did feel like that for me as we were working through implementing some of these changes, but I can see the light. but I really wanted to create ease. And right now, if you're on social media and you follow other like business influencers and leaders, they talk about like allowing and abundance and maybe that's just the people I follow. But I still feel like you have to have a balance of that. Be open, be curious to the fact that you can just have blessings appear, but also I'm not like sitting in my desk just waiting for the next opportunity. I'm continuing to do while also making space for the new. So be sure that you're showing up consistently, doing the work, and throughout the process of shift, whatever that looks like in your business, if you're shifting into a new product or you're just shifting into new processes or you're shifting into knowing where you need to find a coach or a a learning program next, measure and document the results throughout. Throughout the program, say, here's how I felt at the beginning. Here's how I felt midway. Here's how I feel at the end. And what is what I've accomplished? That will really help you identify, too, if this was a good investment for your business. It'll give you the confidence going forward that you make good decisions and that you're a responsible business owner and CEO. And it just also, like I said earlier about my big paper moments, it'll give you something to look back on, too, and say, wow, I really grew. I've come a long way in a short amount of time. So show up consistently, document through the process. Okay, if you guys are, this is the part where I like pitch you. Um, But (laughs) Sorry, this is like part of the process. I did want to give you guys the opportunity, if this resonated with you, MKM Business School Mastermind can be that circle for you. If you're looking for people who can support you through processes like these. Um, What Business School Mastermind is, is a group of really awesome female entrepreneurs and business owners. And we are going to come together in community to support one another, particularly those business owners who are through that startup phase and they need some help as they they're stretching, they're growing, they're feeling like they want to like really test their wings in this next season of business. And um, we're going to bring in some really awesome educators and advisors in various service industries. Um, so like next month in April, we're going to bring in Mariah from Wander Design Company. Um, she helps business owners find their why so they can really organize and orient their business towards that ultimate goal and vision that they have. We're going to bring in an attorney who uh, specializes in copyright and trademark law. We're bringing in, um, an HR executive and she's going to walk us through, um, or be like be available for any of your questions about human resources, handbooks, um, independent contractors versus W-2, whatever you're wondering about that kind of thing and teams and payroll. Um, And then in April, we're going to have Jade Boyd, who's going to talk to us about business minimalism. Uh, We have a financial CPA who can come in and answer questions about that. We've got uh, an entrepreneurial health coach who can come in and advise us on how to keep ourselves feeling well physically and mentally while we run businesses. And we're going to just like collaborate and talk to one another through these seasons of growth too. I'm so excited for this. This is a larger investment. Um, so if you're looking for something that's a little more short term and not quite the investment, we do have another round of MKM Social School happening. It's a four-week mini session. So it's just happening during the month of April. And then there are we're focusing on telling stories on Instagram and Facebook stories. You'll get um, story starters, Canva templates. Accountability. We're going to be measuring if you guys are actually putting the work in and being consistent. So, this is a little lower price point. There's also opportunities to win prizes. Both of these are going to be really awesome, and they both start Monday. So, if you want more information on either of those, you can go over to slash shop, and then you'll get more information on when these start, what are the requirements, and cost of programs. Okay. Allison had another comment. This is why I love you too, and we'll always come back to working with you because you support businesses and individuals on every level understanding the phases of business and life that's so sweet um well we are all different and I know that through different seasons of my business I really needed to lean in on different um different mentors too and yeah sometimes you'll really vibe with a mentor and then you get to a point in your business where you're like I think I have we're on this or I need to move on to someone else and that's okay too but yeah my goal here is to really support your business that's where we're going here at MKM is to support business owners in a variety of ways. We started with social media, but we've definitely shifted into being. I ultimately want to be like a full scale like business service resource. We're getting there, <laughs> but we're definitely shifting, um, and we're following this process along the way. We I got a few more minutes if you guys want. I know we're at the forty five minute mark that I told you it would be, but if you guys have questions about um, personal questions or personal questions. If you guys have like personal specific questions about your business, how I would apply a shift model to something like that, let me know. We've got a few minutes. We can troubleshoot and answer questions. Sandy says, you're amazing. And thank you so much for doing these Facebook Lives." Oh, thank you for being here. This is fun. I haven't, I've been doing so many trainings. We did a, th- a three month session of social school from January through just this week. And I've been going live in that group like once or twice a week. And so I'm like, I've been doing lives this whole time, but I'm like, I haven't done a live on my Instagram or my Facebook page in a long time. And so it feels really good to connect with you guys again. Lena says, thank you for the great input. I love the idea of the business mastermind, but we'll probably have to look for something more local to Germany because of the specifics in business. Or you could create it, Lena. Just saying. It really... It's a simple model that I'm bringing in and it's kind of abstract at this point because I'm like, I just want to really bring amazing female business owners together (laughs) and we can roundtable and we can get smarter in a community. Lena, I really, that's probably smart to find people you can, who can relate to the ways of German business, but you could totally create it because I don't feel like I'm doing anything too fancy with this. Um, Allison says, have you seen any changes on Facebook algorithms that we should be aware of that may hinder people seeing our content? Allison, yes. Yes. Okay. Short answer to this question. There have been changes to algorithms on Facebook and Instagram. Huge changes. I noticed them in February the most. So what we do is like when we do these, like when I talk about clients we work with, we do shift for all of our clients. So we take what they want to sell. We put a plan together for the month. Our team executes that plan. So mostly that looks like social media um, marketing for a lot of the clients. And then at the end, when we do, after we do our follow through and we're in that transform phase, we every month look at the numbers and we say, okay, what did, how did our posts perform? What did that do for the business? Um, And in that transformation phase in February in particular, when we were looking at February numbers, we were like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Because all of our stats took a huge nosedive. And it wasn't just like one business, like we work with one industry. We work with businesses of a variety of sizes and a variety of industries and a variety of locations. And like my stats too, everything just took a nosedive in February. And so I dug in in March. And again, kind of looking at this shift model and some of the things I said that it's going to require is like being curious. We were curious and we like dug in and we tried different things. And we took some risks in the content that we shared and the ways we shared it that were different than ways we've done before. And what we found was that there has to be some kind of algorithm change (laughs) because the things that used to perform super, super well, um, because it was just like an across the board change for all of our clients, it couldn't have just been an isolated, like people weren't connecting with our page. We work with so like, like, oh, I don't even know what a number is, but we work with enough people that we could tell that this was like site wide. So if you want details about what's working on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok right now, I would go over, I did a live video training yesterday. It's also 45 minutes, but that digs into what's working well right now on social media and how you can combat some of these algorithm changes because they are there, but we can still be successful. It's just going to take a little change on how we approach things. So again, algorithm across the board is down. Weird thing though, I noticed that it hit more on Instagram and actually Facebook was trending up for a lot of my clients. But I would go, if you want more details, go back to yesterday's video. It's available on MK, uh, my Facebook page. I might actually also email these out today. Do you guys want me to email links to these? And then that way you guys can get them. Okay, yeah, I'll send an email. Send email. And then that way you guys can have direct links, but that goes into detail. I identify six topics and themes that are working. The topics are like, what's working in photos, what's working in videos, what's working in storytelling. So it goes into detail about that and um, you'll get a lot of good ideas that way. Okay, other questions, other, my, my ring light died. It's not really doing anything. So if you're like Molly's looking older as this broadcast goes on, my ring light was dying. Good lighting makes a big difference. <laughs> okay, not seeing any additional comments or questions come in. So I'm going to sign off. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you are interested in the business school or the social school programs, they are starting on Monday. So we do have sign up through Sunday night over at mollyknuthmedia.com shop. Allison says, you got good skincare. I do. I have some really great moisturizer and products for my friend Allison Gibbs. So yeah, sign up is through Sunday. Sign up. I'd love to see you in there. Tell your friends. But yeah, our goal for April is to just support more business owners in whatever they're shifting into next. So all right, everybody, take care. I'll be emailing these links out shortly so you can have them. And yeah, thank you. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.